Welcome back to Working Man's Pod, DNC in 23. I'm Alex. I'm joined by Dave in the flesh. Yes, for the first time. <laughs> well, um, Dave, we, you and I tried to record this yesterday while we were driving down to Atlanta. We thought it would be a really cool thing to like <laughs> record in the car while we were driving. And I do think it was a good idea. It killed some of the time. Yeah. Um, but until we got into the Atlantic traffic and our car slowed down a little bit, the ambient sound was pretty tough. Yeah, it, it was overwhelming a little bit. So kind of a la the studio album Anthem of the Sun, we're going to stitch together some studio time here today with some live performances we did in the car yesterday. Yeah. Um, and we'll stitch those together. And uh, we hope that you do enjoy the, really it's the estimated profits discussion yeah. from the car that we're going to leave the, the raw audio. And we hope that you guys do enjoy that. Yeah, it's like the last five or so minutes of this. Um, so if you want to hear what we're picking for tonight's show in Atlanta, Georgia, definitely stay tuned until the end. Um, so today, though, we're talking about the Dead & Company show from May 26th, 2023 at the Dos Equis Pavilion in Dallas. So uh, we're going to recap that show. We're going to precap what's up tonight on the Golden Road. And um, yeah, let's get on with it. So this was Dead & Co.'s third time playing at this venue and the first time since 2021. Um, the last time out was in Phoenix on the 23rd, and then um, this night in Dallas, they they really brought it. I feel like this has been just like quick high-level thought. This tour has been really good. Really good. They're really yeah. on it right now. And the first night of the tour when they did Dead Air with Mayer, one of the things he said was um, part of the reason to end it now was that he doesn't have any question that they're at the top of their game. Mm. And he doesn't want it to feel like something where they stuck around for too long and people are like, yeah, but that last year really sucked. And I don't think anyone could say that about this tour. No, not so far. No. Anyway, I mean, that that Phoenix show was burning a couple nights ago. Yeah. yeah. And this Dallas one was also very, very good. Um, but the, the Phoenix one, just to kind of quickly remind you where we're coming from, that one had a couple of really big standouts. I think that the Casey Jones for both of us was a a really great moment um, and then the split dark star was really cool too mm-hmm. um, and so for this night in Dallas we kind of the one thing that we both really thought was like a definitely gonna happen thing was China Rider which didn't they, <laughs> they upset convention a bit with the set list which they've been doing all tour and so it's gonna be really interesting for us to see what's going on in Atlanta tonight and then for you in Charlotte on Tuesday and then for both of us in Raleigh on Thursday um, but we, we let's just get into the set list, then we'll we'll kick it to our conversation. So, um, Friday in Dallas, they hit the stage at seven nineteen, so pretty tight little start after the showtime was supposed to start at seven. They opened with um, "Let the Good Times Roll," and even though we just talked about this yesterday, I think that I remember you caught that and then missed a couple songs. Joined back in for "Lost Sailor." Is that right? Or did you only start listening for Lost Sailor? I started at Lost Sailor, okay. yeah. So then the beginning of the set list before that, um, opener with uh, Let the Good Times Roll, then Hell in a Bucket, Big Railroad Blues, and then Lost Sailor into Saint of Circumstance, Ship of Fools, Brown-Eyed Women, and Music Never Stopped. So you joined at Lost Sailor. Before we get to Lost Sailor, so I do like that intro slate. Um, good Times Roll and Hell in a Bucket, Big Railroad Blues. You get one song that's uh, John and then Bob and then Jeff all sing Good Times Roll, which I think is always really fun. And um, you've noted this a couple times just in our conversations. The crowd loves it when Jeff starts singing. Yeah, when Jeff does his little verse. 
Um, I think he does the one that's like, it might be three o'clock, it might be eight. Yeah. And then the crowd's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great reaction. Um, then Bob sings Hell in a Bucket, and John gives us that good old blues, big railroad blues. So kind of a good little everyone getting into it for the first three songs. And then you get Bob, the Bob showcase with um, mm-hmm. Sailor and Saint. And then Ship of Fools is a John and O'Teal song. Um, so really a good balanced first set as far as like different people singing and different types of songs. Um, you got a lot of different stuff going on and this was the first sailor saint that we got. Yep. Um, so what did you think about this performance? Well, I came in like during the transition. So when I came in the first 30 seconds, I was like, I have no idea what they're playing. (laughs) And then the saint of circumstance, like proper kind of took off. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that was pretty good. I mean, it's not my favorite jam suite, if you will, but it, it was being played well and Bob was singing it really well, which I've kind of noticed so far this tour, his vocals have been a way above average for um, where he is now in life. But then really, I think the standout was the ship of fools that came after and kind of cool that it's like the story of the lost sailor. And now maybe he is a part of the ship of fools himself. You know, I thought that that was neat to put that song there and John and O'Teal going back and forth was really good. How long was the Ship of Fools? Do you remember? Oh, um, I I really don't know. Not it was not like a jammed out. It was not like the Casey Jones from Arizona where it kept going and it was kept jammed out. I would guess between six and seven minutes. Okay, so like a reasonable first set song. Nothing that they they, they went like really crazy with. Basically, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so after that, Brown Eyed Women a song that I'm excited for this show to get posted on Nugs for a couple reasons, but um, I'm especially excited to hear that because they always play it so well. And then Music Never Stopped to close that one. Um, did you catch those two songs? I caught the ending of Music Never Stopped. How'd that sound? Um, it sounded all right. It, uh, it sounded a little slower. Um, I, I wish I caught the Brown Eyed Women. But um, again, Bob was sounding good on the mic just the music was a little bit slower um, for that music never stopped so then they that was the end of set one a nice hour and 10 minutes of music and they took almost an hour long break 45 minutes before they went back for set two and this is when I joined into the show Um, so I caught the the lead up to drums and space as you did set two um, I'll just read the whole set list and then we'll talk about it Jack Straw, then trucking into He's Gone, into playing, into Uncle John's Band, Drums in Space, into All Along the Watchtower, a playing reprise, into Standing on the Moon, then Not Fade Away, Quick Break, and then Touch of Grey to Encore and Send the Masses Home Happy. So really very strong uh, set to mm-hmm. um, set list. So Jack Straw is when I joined in, and I thought that it was a good solid Jack Straw. Kind of interesting, you pointed this out when we were talking about this yesterday, that they've played Jack Straw twice this tour and both times it's been in the second set. Yeah. And I think Jack Straw becomes the first repeat song of the of the tour proper, right? Like if night one is the first night in LA. Yeah. Because Brown Ed Women they played at Cornell. Right. But excluding the Cornell yeah. shows. Um and just interesting to me that what I would have always considered a set one song has now made an appearance twice in set two. Yeah, that is interesting. This was a good version. It was kind of like you were saying about Ship of Fools. Like, it was not super long and jammed out. I wouldn't call it short, but it's just like a tight, solid jack straw. Good way to open the second set and get the people up and dancing, for sure. Um, 
and then trucking was great fantastic yeah, yeah. I, I texted you when it was starting because they did this really jazzy intro and i was like i think this is trucking and then they started <laughs> into it and i was pumped because that was one of my two picks for estimated profits and um i felt like because it there's the dallas got a soft machine line that they were going to play it there they, they had to yeah. right yeah but i'm glad that they paid that off because as as you good folks will hear in a minute when dave and i are talking about estimated profits they have been upsetting convention <laughs> with their set list throughout this tour um so that was that was cool and then they slowed it down a bit for He's Gone, although it was a good version. Bob's like rap was pretty long. Um, and so the the end of Truckin', I think, especially was really fiery. Mayer was playing really, really well. And just some, just, it was real hot. And then taking it down a notch for He's Gone and having a nice long outro to it um, was, I thought, really satisfying. But then the real highlight for what you and I heard was the next two songs playing yeah. in uncle John's. So, um, I don't remember the transition specifically from he's gone to Playin', but I know that from the beginning, I was really enjoying this performance of playing you too. Right. Yeah, me too. I think the, I think what Kementi was doing, I think what Mickey was doing, like they, they were good in playing. You just said that you didn't remember the transition from he's gone to play in the transition from playing to uncle john's band was one of the best i've ever heard them do and the entire uncle john's band was just electric from start to finish yeah it definitely was part of i think what made that so satisfying was that they you know they took playing all the way down Mm -hmm. and they took it to like complete silence for just a couple seconds and then they started building it back up and building it back up and so that made like the ending to plan extra satisfying, I think, because you had this dramatic pause and then the re, re-energizing um, the, the music and the audience. And then, yeah, great Uncle John's band. I love this combo of two songs together. I, yeah. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And our friend Nick, who's going to the show with us tonight, was just joining us for a second. This is He hadn't heard this show yet. And he was like, Really? I think they're going to play playing in Uncle John's. <laughs> but uh, we heard it last year all together at City Field, and it was just so satisfying yeah. and so delightful. It's really hard not to smile with these two songs back-to-back. Um, so great performances on playing in Uncle John's band. Real big shout-out to Mayer. Real big shout-out to Comenti. Real big shout-out to everyone. <laughs> because there was a part that you pointed out, I think, in Uncle John's, right? Where Mayer and Mayer and O'Teal, O'Teal were... They were doing a little, like, call and response. Like, O'Teal was looking over and Mayer, Mayer did a little... Like, a little ditty outside of a solo. And then O'Teal copied him on the bass. And Mayer whipped his head over and was like, did you just copy me? And then did something again, like a... And then O'Teal on the bass was like... Like, hit the exact same notes as, like, a call and response... And they did that about four times, and I was just smiling the entire time. And then Bobby like stepped between their eyeline, and he like directed them back into Uncle John's proper. So that was, it was a cool, fun little moment. And then it was cool to see Bob be like, "I still got it. Yeah. I'm still in charge." Band leader Bobby, yeah, <laughs> love it. All right, well that that brings us to where our audio is at least serviceable through the end of the show. So what we're going to do now is, like Dave said, it's Anthem of the Sun experience. We're going to kick it to our conversation yesterday from the drive down to Atlanta. Again, the audio is a bit more rough, but it's it's definitely listenable. It's only a couple more minutes, and you get to hear what we're picking, what we're calling for tonight's show in Atlanta. All right, so on that note, we're going to kick it to that. We will bid you good night from there, and then you can catch us tomorrow when we're talking about you know all things from this Atlanta show. 
Got a lot of shows coming this week because we'll have that one tomorrow about Atlanta. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk about Charlotte, on Friday to talk about Raleigh, and then again on Sunday to talk about Bristow. <sighs> Busy week for Dead & Co., and I'm sure yeah. that some of you, um, like like Dave, like many of us, are going to hit all four shows. Dave, not Bristow, but the first three. Three out of four, yeah. Yeah, and so if you are doing that, then first of all, hell yeah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Have a great time. And if you see either of us at these shows, come say hi. We'd love to chat with you. So on that note, um, let's kick it to our conversation from yesterday. We got drums, space, then into All Along the Watchtower, a plane in the band reprise into Standing on the Moon. So kind of a cool little segment. Yeah, and two things. One, the uh, the song that I was talking about from the comments on Reddit earlier, they said that All Along the Watchtower is where John just was burning on the guitar. So I'm excited to hear what he did with that. Yeah. They and, did. and then with Standing on the Moon, I think the most common... Um, double hits on our, on estimated profits from this guess were people guessing truck and standing on the moon that happened like four or five times yeah so if you were one of those people i mean congrats on nailing the the post space slower song yeah you guys nailed it good job by you for sure um a lot of people also hit not fade away which came after yes. standing on the moon they hadn't played that yet either so it was kind of only a matter of time on that and um, a lot of people nailed that not maybe not a, a ton but a good handful of people got not fade away which was pretty good um so then not fade away closed out set two and they came back for a touch of gray encore which sent the people home very happy i have no doubt so re- i mean really good set list something that you said to me as we kind of shift into our previewing our show in atlanta that we're going to next show up hopefully some of you will see us there you were like i thought the set list was good last night but there wasn't that much in there that i'm like super sad to miss i think maybe partially what you were saying is that you've already caught a lot of these songs like. yeah that's yeah so having been having been fortunate enough to have been to multiple dead and co shows over the last couple of years i think the only songs that they played last night that i haven't seen live were let the good times roll and then lost sailor and saint yeah. Um, other than that, I think I've seen all of those, and so I'm excited for maybe something new in what's coming next in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree, and I, I think actually when I was thinking about it, I've seen all of these songs live, hmm. so I, I'm not mad at having them. Except for music never stops, I'm not mad at having them come off the board um, for me and leaving us with some yeah maybe some some new exciting stuff yeah in the next show. So. With that in mind, Dave, let's turn to Estimated Profits. we still got a couple minutes here. So if you are new to d in 23, if you don't know what's going on here, throughout the summer, Dave and I are playing a game we are calling Estimated Profits. Basically, what that is, is we're each picking two songs for each, each show. We post them on our Instagram page, on Twitter. We talk about it on Reddit, which a lot of people respond to us on Reddit. Um, And if you want to play along, just send us your two picks, either reply to our tweet when we announce ours, or our Instagram post, Twitter at WorkingMansPod, Instagram at WorkingMans underscore pod. Send us an email, WorkingMansPod at gmail.com. A bunch of people have been doing that, which has been really cool. Um, And then the other way is just, if you see our Reddit post, respond to that. We're we're keeping track of all of them. Um, 
I know I was a little bit behind last night there, some that I still have to update the scoreboard with. I updated it while you were driving down. Ah, nice. Thank um, you, Dave. And with that update, I can tell you that M Soma 66, his lead did not change. He's still at he's still at five points. Okay. But what I can say, you weaseled your way up to second place, <laughs> you dog. You are now tied for second with three points. There was it was just Grandpa Chad, I think, in lone place in second, and now like five or six people have three points on the board, including yourself. We're closing are, it. We're closing it. And are tied for second place with three points. I love it. All right, Dave. Well, because I picked first last time, you've got the first pick this time. So what is your first pick in our estimated profits for a show that you and I will be in the barn for in Atlanta, Georgia? What is my first pick? That's a good question. Here's the struggle with this first pick. So there's like four options that are good first picks and I'm not going to pick any of the four of them. Okay. So, look, like you mentioned earlier, they haven't played China Cat into I Know You Rider yet, this this official tour. Yeah. I did some extensive research after I woke up, saw the set list, and realized that I once again went over, and I realized that Matt Bush, the, the set list artist, it, he's in my head, yeah. right? So he, so now I'm, I'm doubting myself and all this stuff. So I went deep and I said, you know what? I got, I'm going to have to put in some hard work in order to, to get some points on the board. You went back to the drawing board. I went back to the drawing board and I went back to look at what Dead & Company has played at their shows in Atlanta in the past. So in their 2019 show, they actually did something really cool. They opened with Scarlet Ooh. and then they encored with Fire Ooh. and had like everything in between as a giant sandwich. I thought that that was really neat. Um, in 2021, the last time that they were in Atlanta... They played a couple songs that I think that, like, rotation-wise, it's time for, including Cat Rider. They played that the last time they were in Atlanta. Are they going to double down for the Atlanta crowd with that? I don't know. Let It Grow, they haven't played yet. I was like, oh, that's going to be a sneaky good pick. They played it in the first set in Atlanta in 2021. So I don't know what they're going to play. <laughs> Dead & Company fans might know that if they play on a Sunday, they're probably going to play Samson and Delilah, right? But in LA, they didn't play one more Saturday night on a Saturday. So maybe they're not going to do that. I don't know. Again, Matt they, is so deep they're in, in my head. And for that reason, they're in my head. Let's get back to Tennessee, Jed. Oh Jed my God. It's my first pick. Dave, I was getting ready to tell you that you're going to both this show in Atlanta and then the next one in Charlotte. And I was getting ready to tell you, I'm not sure which night it is, but one of these two nights, you're going to run into Charlie Ford. He's going to black your eye and kick your dog. <laughs> it's happening. Jed yeah. is coming for you one of these two nights. One of these but two. I don't know which venue is technically closer to I, Tennessee. I don't either. And it could be this one. It could be PNC Arena in Charlotte. Who knows? All but right. But Matt Bush, you're in my head, and I'm locking in Tennessee Jed as my Atlanta okay. number one. Good pick. I'm taking with my first of two picks a song that they've played pretty much every time I've seen Bob, whether in Dead and Co or by himself, looks like rain. They haven't played it the, the entire tour. Oh, you think you're the bringer of rain? I think I'm the bringer of uh. rain. I was telling you and our friend Nick, who's joining us for the show, of the like six Bob shows I've been to, it's rained at five. I think it's going <laughs> to rain gosh. at this Atlanta show, whether it's before the show or after, and I think we're going to get it looks like rain. Um, so. Dave, if you've never woken to the sound of Street Cats making love, it's going to happen to you on Sunday night in Atlanta. <laughs> so that's my first pick. Number two, we're in the South. 
Dave, at our very own Mother So Dear Wake Forest University, we have a quad called the Magnolia Quad because we are in the land of the magnolias. They're closing tomorrow night with Sugar Magnolia, and we're going to be thrilled going out to the to the parking lot. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. So you got one yeah, more. What do you got? I do, and I think I was between two. One is actually a song I've already selected for a previous show. If they're going to play Looks Like Rain, they're probably not going to play Cassidy. That's my prediction. So I'm going to take Loser. Loser ah. with song two. I think your Sugar Mag pick is really, really good. Well, I'm staying away from Cat Rider. Maybe that's a dumb call, but... No, it's interesting that you and I, the ones that seem like chalk are Cat, Samson, Rider. Those three songs. Yes. And the fact that we both stayed away from both tells us how how domed up we are by this band <laughs> right now. They are in our heads. Well, I hope that they're in your heads too, because that means you're thinking about these guys as they embark on their final tour. That's going to be it for Dave and I. We got to get out of here in 23 minutes or less, and we are cutting it close. So hope that we see you in Atlanta. We'll be back on Monday to tell you all about that show. And until then, know our love will not fade away.